Hi, everybody. The beloved hockey Triforce of the New York area is back and at full power. And it's great to have everybody back. We have a lot to cover today. We got that Patrick Kane is still an unsigned free agent. Is Anders Lee going to be in the top two of the Islander goal scorers this year? And also the extensions that were signed. But we're going to start with Alexei Lafreniere, not uh, still remaining unsigned. I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams. And uh, I want to remember a friend of mine who passed away last week. And the host of the final buzzer during the regular season, catch him for all your Rangers news, Mr. John Pukowski. Yeah, we're, uh, we, uh, I'll quote Green, Green Day and say, uh, wake me up when September ends because I'm, I'm done with summer. I'm done with all this. Just get me to October already, please. Yeah, the New York Mets haven't exactly been keeping my interest. And, of course, the man who is like our Kaiser Soze with, um, I don't know. I was going with a good joke on that one, Anthony. But uh, I had nothing. I just, I lost it halfway. Mr. Anthony LaRocco. Uh, yeah, this, now that uh, the calendar slipped to August, uh, this means it is the last month without NHL hockey until – next june so that's a good thing training camps start next month uh so we're getting getting a little a little a little closer to uh hockey coming back and that's a good thing so guys we have an early uh oops mark messed up right there because uh i completely botched that's got to be the worst intro i think anybody has ever gotten in the history of introductions so that was pretty bad yeah yeah that was pretty awful i mean that was I was tongue-tied, and then I had three different sentences going through my head, and it just did not work. But, guys, I've had conversations with people during the week about uh, Alexei Lafreniere being unsigned still to this point by the New York Rangers, even though he's a a restricted free agent. That is our lead for the A block right now as we go into the Rangers and Islanders news. And uh, also with the A block, it's sponsored by SeatGeek. Use the promo code BIGAPPLEHOCKEY. $20 $20 off your first order. So Lafreniere, take a look at him with that contract. He's a restricted free agent. He does not have arbitration rights. There is basically no way to do anything for him besides a team-friendly deal. Phil, why is this guy unsigned? Probably down to hardball, really. Um, he had a career year points-wise this past year. It doesn't seem like much progress has been made. I want to see more from him. I've, I've said it time and time again. It's like beating a dead horse with this issue. But you want to see more. You want to see him come forward or step forward and really kind of just take his game to the next level. And, you know, he feels he's worth a certain amount. The Rangers feel that he's not worth that. You know, obviously, negotiations are a process to meet in the middle somewhere. But Lafreniere is not uh, – he hasn't done enough to – prove maybe what he's looking for so i uh i would say if anything they're probably just playing hardball right now we'll, we'll see what happens with him but i imagine he gets signed i, I can't see him going anywhere uh, i can't see a team offer sheeting him because the amount that it would have to take for a team to offer sheet him would probably uh, or in the rangers to not match i should say would be in the range of giving up a first-round pick and probably a third, at least in that range, to not match. So um, I, I don't see him going anywhere. I, I just I think that 
the Rangers know that they have the leverage here and they're not willing to budge. And you know what? They have to win their cap situation. And I'm fine with that. I really I, – I don't care if they want to play hardball with him. That's fine. He needs to come into camp motivated. He needs to come to camp focused. He needs to come to camp with, you know, uh, an improvement in his skating, his strength, and his conditioning. He needs to be a, a guy who takes this more seriously, and that's why I've said this in the past. I wonder how seriously he takes this. And I always refer to that Mika Zibanejad interview in which he states that David Quinn told him that he had to take his off seasons more seriously. And then what happened that year? Thirty goals and seventy points for the first time. Mm. So. Let, let's see Alexi Lafreniere take things a little more seriously and let's see him really step up. But if he comes up, if he comes back with a big year or on, you know, during this bridge deal, he's going to earn himself a lot more money and the Rangers are going to be able to give that to him once uh, certain players are allowed to be moved and have their no tra- uh, no movement clauses off their contracts. So, Well, maybe the first move is not to give out those no movement clauses like they're candy. But that's a different story. Anthony, at this time last year, we're about a week past when Capococco signed his two-year $2.1 million AAV deal. What do you make out of this? Why, why is he still not signed? Um, well, first off, one, it's fairly common to see RFAs um, go unsigned into – early, mid, even late August. Um, so I, I don't think it's a huge issue or strange that he's not re-signed. I mean, look, Trevor Zegris is still unsigned in Anaheim. So is Drysdale, Shane Pinto in Ottawa. Um, it's just it's just how it goes. Uh, however, though, I mean, if you want to look for another reason, um, I mean, it could just be as simple as cap space. Look, the, the Rangers have uh, $2.278 million worth of cap space right now. Um, consensus is that Lafreniere is going to probably command, you know, two and a quarter to two and a half million. So, you know, once he gets that deal, you're talking the Rangers are literally going to be left with like no cap space. So um, I think that's probably the main issue. They're trying to figure out what their next, you know, chess move will be once they sign him to get cap compliant. Um, I mean, I know right now uh, their, their roster features 12 forwards, eight defensemen. Um, you know, they could probably waive Connor Mackey. That would save them 775000 So uh, th- there are going to be ways that they'll have to trim the roster to get cap compliant. But I think right now that's what it is. It's just, you know, once they sign him, they're going to be lef- left with, you know, depending on how much he gets, either very little or over the cap by a small amount. So um, I think I think that's probably the main issue. Uh, and you also could be looking at the issue, as Phil said, you know, he's playing hardball. Um, he hasn't really accomplished much in the league so far. So he doesn't really have a ton of leverage to kind of request anything more than I would say two and a half million. But um, I think, I think it will get done. I'm really not, I'm really not concerned about it not getting done or I don't think he's getting an offer sheet. So it's just going to be a matter of how much money it is and you know, what, what the Rangers do afterwards to kind of, you know, give them a little bit of breathing room in the cap. Like I said, they're, they're, you know, they're going to be real, uh, real close to um, being, like I said, over it or just about a little under once they sign. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'd, I'd hand him Capococco's contract from last year. Say, here you go. Two years, go get it. You've underperformed. You've underprepared. And sometimes you've been completely invisible. I still see a great side of upside in this kid. 
Um, I'm not going to give up on him just yet, but he's, as Bill said, he's got to come prepared. You got to be a professional. And I, I do, I, I did tell the story of uh, Lafreniere and the three coaches where the first coach was too dumb. The second coach was too stubborn. Hopefully the third coach is just right because Lafreniere, uh, under, under, <laughs> under uh, Peter Laviolette, Alexei Lafreniere, I think can benefit greatly by what he can do and what his skill set is. He's had several different players like Lafreniere in the past that I think uh, that at least he could develop. Now, the, the, the one thing I've always gotten to guys and I've brought this up numerous times is this, this total time on ice has just been pathetic. It's uh, 15 minutes and uh, 15 minutes, 13 seconds. And for his career, he's still under 14. The, the Rangers got to use them more than that. Sorry, just under 1425. So, yeah, but you know, I think they got to move on. They got to move on from there. And they, uh, I, I, I worry about this, Philk. I'll start with you. What's the number that you're going to look at and go, Rangers overpaid? I it, honestly, I think anything more than Capo Cacos is overpaid. She shouldn't get anything more than what Caco got. Why does he get more because he was a first overall pick and not a second overall pick? Guy, yeah. guy hasn't done anything that Capo Caco hasn't done. The only thing I would say is that Lafreniere had a season in which he had 19 goals, which was pretty good. Um, I, I get that goals are paid at a premium, but where I, I don't see what they're looking at to really kind of give him the difference. Or, 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 or anything more than what Kako got. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't, I, I really don't. Um, I do agree with you on the ice time. I think he needs to be utilized better, but I also think he needs to earn it. And I, I, I don't think that he's been consistent enough to earn that. I, I also think that had they not had Chris Kreider and, uh, uh, you know, our Kemi Panarin, on that left side, I think we probably would be looking at a better player already. And um, you know what? You, you also got to mention this. 47, uh, 47 goals, 44 assists, 91 points in his career. I mean, Tim Stutzla, 39, 51, and 90. I mean, I would also show him that stat line and be like, hey, kid, you didn't earn it yet, okay? This guy is. Go out there and go earn it. Uh, Anthony, last word on Lafreniere. What do you think? I think, you know, honestly, I think a, a two two and a quarter. I think that's fair for both teams. Um, I would say if he gets anything, you know, three or over, I would say it would be a little bit of an overpay. But um, right now, I think for him, you had to take a prove it deal. Take, I know he's not going to be happy with it, but take it. Show that you, you know, that you still could reach your maximum potential, uh, and then make them pay you down the road. But um, I see this getting done. I, I, I would be surprised if it became a, a problem or an issue. Um, 
you know, I, I'm going to stick her where he gets around the two and a quarter range. Um, and I, I just played with it on cap friendly, actually, because you're talking. So if the Rangers gave him two and a quarter, um, that would leave him with $48,000 worth of cap space. So then from there, if you waive Connor Mackey, you know, gives them 803,000. So at least there's a little bit of breathing room there to recall somebody if they have to. But um, that's really the main issue is once they, you know, once they sign him, they're going to have to eventually waive somebody to give themselves some breathing room. But um, I see it getting done, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be. I, I would be surprised if it ended in any other way than a, you know, re-signing a contract. Like if you were to get traded uh, at this point in the offseason, I would be surprised. If you got an offer sheet, I'd be surprised. Well, I, I definitely don't see the offer sheet coming, but we're going to see about that because, after all, uh, there is another a former free agent that is – sorry, former New York Ranger that is still a free agent right now. We're going to talk about more about him in a second. First, message from DraftKings, everybody. Hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. I'm going to say beer. I can't even begin to describe. I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. All right, welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, also known as Big Apple Hockey's Layup Talk from our friends over at Core Python, who just renamed his channel, so make sure you check him out. Uh, but at Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk, we are gauging our confidence in our NHL topics based on our choice of drink. If you're so confident, you want to buy everybody around or so-so beer or, oh, dear God, I'll just take a shot. Play along with us down in the comments. And, of course, don't forget, why go to the liquor store when you can make it a drizzly night? Have them bring everything to you. Beer, liquor, wine, whatever you want. And, of course, as Philk is sporting right there, Big Apple Hockey Trucker hats are available. Now, in the A block, I mentioned that there's still a former Ranger free agent that is available right now, and that is Patrick Kane. He still remains a free agent. Philk, I'm going to start with you. The Rangers should bring back Patrick Kane next season. I'm going to go beer here. Um, I, I, I get that he got better as his time went along as a Ranger. Um, I I think that a, a healthy Patrick Kane could really do a lot for this team. And the Rangers have had right-wing issues for a very long time. I would say the last time they've had considerable right-wing depth was 2018-19 when they had Matt Zuccarello and Pavel Buchnevich as their top two uh, right-wingers. And uh, it's been a struggle for them on the right side ever since 
the Zuccarello trade and, you know, then Butchnevich going. Butchnevich, after that trade, the depth was just atrocious. I mean, they've been trying out guys like Dryden Hunt there. Capo Caco hasn't developed to their liking as of yet. I mean, 40 points this past year is nice. I mean, that, I mean, considering that he played the vast majority on the season on the third line and little to no power play time, that's actually pretty good. So you want to see him take another step this year. But, I mean, you have Capo Caco, you have Blake Wheeler, and you're hoping that those two guys are good enough in top six roles to the point where you don't need to bring in Patrick Kane. You want to bring in somebody else to help solidify the third line that can give them the grit and the speed that they were lacking against New Jersey. Not bringing in Kane to move Wheeler or someone like that down. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could add that way, yes. But um, I I really – I'm kind of mixed on this. Because if they're looking to bring him in, then that means there's more problems on the right wing. That means that either Capo Caco still hasn't taken that step that you want him to take, or Blake Wheeler declined pretty damn quickly and pretty damn hard, which is not going to be good. So I'm mixed. If it gets to that point, I would think the Rangers are probably in some sort of trouble. Unless it's Anthony, what do you oh, sorry, Falcon. I killed you last word. Unless it's like a deal that they can't pass up where he comes in like one year, one million prorated and they they can't pass up on him. So Yeah. All right, Anthony, what do you think? Um I'm gonna say beer. Uh and yeah, if if he's truly healthy now after you know his surgery this offseason, um, you know, he, he could be a big boost to any team. But for the Rangers, it goes back to how, you know, before they acquired him, they had to go through a lot of, like, cap gymnastics to make it work before they finally did it. Um, and I feel like it would kind of be like doing that again this year because, you know, like I said, if Lafreniere got around two and a quarter, they would need to waive, you know, like I said, you waive a guy like Connor Mackey, okay, now you're back to, like, 800000 in cap space. And then if you want to sign Kane, you know, to a million, million and a half, then, you know, you have to, you're going to have to make another move where you wave somebody else to make room for him. Okay, now you have a, you know, say you have a million and a half after you wave Belzile, Belzile. So now you sign Kane to, let's say, a million. Now you have $500,000 the rest of the offseason, and someone gets hurt, becomes a little bit of a pain in the neck to recall somebody. And so it's going to be real tight to do. And that's assuming that Kane would agree to take only a million, which, you know, he might, but. Um, so I think it might be hard to make it work, and I and for everything they have, they have to go through to make it possible. You got to wonder, you know, is it worth it to do it? So I don't know. I, I think it lies in the middle there with the beer. Um, also, too, from last I heard on Kane, is that he's in no rush to sign with anybody, and you know he wants to see how the beginning of the year goes and what, you know what teams are in the standings before he makes a decision. So um, I think he may not sign with the team until you know you're talking maybe. November, like when he's a month away from making his return. So we'll see how it shakes out. I agree with that. I I agree with that. And let's just make it an even hat trick for all of us. I'm going to say that it's going to be a beer as well, because even if he's, uh, if they bring him back, he might be a little bit healthy. He, he's not going to be 
100% Patty Kane. He's 34 years old. Uh, and I mean, Nick Backstrom just came back from that surgery. It took a long time for him to even look a little bit like Nick Backstrom. I think also if the Rangers do that, it's again, something's gone wrong. And I would, I would have to point again to Kako and Lafreniere. You got Blake Wheeler that, that that's, you know what? That, that should be good enough right now. Go with, go with some youth, get some more speed in there because the Rangers should need to figure out how to get younger and faster, not older and slower. And that's with all due respect to everything Patrick Kane has accomplished in his career. Anthony, uh, here's a little bit of a statistical oddity. Anders Lee, three out of the last four years, sorry, three out of the last five years. How many goals did he score in those seasons? 28. Exactly. Anders Lee has finished either first or second in goals scored for the New York Islanders for the last five years. And he's got, he scored 28 goals in three of those seasons. One of them, he would have been on pace to score 28, but COVID shortened that season. Anthony Anders Lee is going to finish in the top two in goal scored. Um, yeah, this is a guy that, as you can see, you know, he's safe to pencil in for, you know, up to 30 goals. Uh, but however, top two, you got to assume one, you know, Brock Nelson the last two years has scored 36 and 37 goals. Um, you got to imagine he'll be around that number again. And now you have Bo Horvat for a whole year who's capable of scoring, you know, 30, 32 goals. Um, so the question is, can Lee score? you know, more than one of those guys finishing the top two. Um, you know, he might end up playing with uh, Horvat and Barzell in the top line, in which if he does, um, you know, that definitely gives him an opportunity to reach that level again. But you know what? I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say shot. I'm going to say I, I think Nelson and Horvat are the, you know, the Islanders' two leading scorers, and Lee finishes third, which – Honestly, that's a good thing for the Islanders. You're talking if, you know, Nelson Horvat can all be over 30 and Lee hits, you know, 28, 30, um, then things might be looking up for the Islanders. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say Horvat and Nelson edge them out. Phil, what do you think? I'm going to go beer. I, I think it's possible that Horvat regresses a little bit. Horvat throughout his career has been a very streaky scorer. Um, his shooting percentage in Vancouver before he came over was absurd. I believe he was shooting 22% before he came over in the trade last year. And and that number is just completely unsustainable, as we know. I mean, he finished the season last year with a shooting percentage of, let's see here, 166 yeah, it was 21.7 that he was shooting in Vancouver before he came over. I'm going to go beer here because I, I think Anders Lee could end up having a season in which maybe he scores 30 goals. I I, I don't know if it's going to happen for sure, but Horvat to me has been a streaky scorer throughout his career. He's had only two 30-goal seasons. They're back-to-back years. I mean, could he be finding the right place at the right time? Sure. But, it, you know, just noticing the dip in his play with the Islanders, I wouldn't be shocked if he finished less. And for me, Anders Lee is safe for 25. Like 25 to 28, he's he's a lock for it. 
And not that he's a great like play driver or anything like that, but he's just dependable. It's just what he is. He's there. He, he's reliable. You know he's going to be at that number. And I personally would not be shocked if Anders Lee finished with like one or two more goals than Bo Horvat. There's an expression in baseball that says uh, speed never slumps. And you could basically say almost the same thing for net mouth run players because they, they're going to get their goals because there's going to be those opportunities. And I think that's why you can always book Anders Lee for 25 goals. He's going to find the deflections. He's going to find the rebounds. The guy is, the guy is a tenacious net front player for my money. Still one of the top five guys in front of the net, if not top 10 at the worst. So let's start with that. I'm going to go beer on this one as well, because I say that's also in the Chris Kreider syndrome that sometimes you don't get the rebounds. You don't get the deflections, but if he does, then uh, first off, Noah Dobson's numbers are going up because he's the the big shot option on that power play. And if you're going to move Nelson to the wall and then he's a a shot option and and he's got a great shot. So I think that's very much, uh, I think Andrews Lee can easily get back to 30. Well, he's going to score 28. We already established that one guys. So uh, it's, it's, and the Islanders need him to be, classic Anders Lee and hopefully now he's fully recovered from the ACL injury from a few years ago. All right. Uh, moving over to the Carolina hurricanes last week. Uh, it was during the stream that it happened that Carolina hurricanes agreed to an eight year deal with Sebastian Ajo at $78 million. This contract is a bargain boys. I'm going to start this one off myself. I'm buying this one around. I, I thought he was easily going to be $10.5 million. And instead, he's checking in at just under 10 I will take that for Sebastian Ajo. I love me some Sebastian Ajo. I did make no bones about it. You, you can personally not like him. I, I, I know people don't like him. But I think the guy's a hell of a player. I, I'll take him at that number. And I think Don Waddell got a great number out of him. Phil, over to you. That's it. Okay. Oh. oh, we got the layup nod. That's what we got now. The layup nod. I just had to give you that look. If only Core Python was here, he would go <laughs> right away. Really? Does a bear shit in the woods? Do I really have to ask that question? I mean, come on. We like you said, we, we thought ten and a half million. I thought he was gonna get eleven. I thought with the prices rising he could have pushed 11 and I, and a team would have given him it. If he hit free agency this year, some team would have given him 11 million. And not only that, but he would have lived up to the 11 million. He'd be an 80 plus point player that plays real good two way hockey that scores 30 plus goals. And you would be fine paying $11 million for that to get him at nine, seven, five. Name me, name me another point-per-game player that's on a deal that they signed to either avoid free agency or that they got in free agency. So that's basically like a veteran deal. That's a point-per-game and 30 goals or better. That's not making $10 million. 
I, I can't. Yeah, Deion I mean, Jordan's going to hit free agency. So that, that yeah, $8 million, is. that's going away. All right. Anthony, what do you think? Just go ahead and put up yeah, the it, it, it's It's around. Uh, this guy is a, is a fantastic player. Um, you, you know, the, the, one, the one thing I'll say is, you know, this is a guy that's hit 80, over 80 points twice in his career. For, for what he's getting, the Hurricanes in a perfect world would probably like to see him be at least an 80-point player. Uh, last year, he only had 67. So, again, perfect world, no one nitpicking. They probably want him for what they're paying him. They probably want him to be an 80-point player and, and, you know, beyond. You could maybe chalk his 67 points last season to, you know, such stuff getting hurt at the end of the year. And he did miss, you know, he played in 75 games. But, you know, regardless of that, he's he's still a fantastic hockey player. It's still a great contract. Um, I think I, I would love to have him on my team. I know Mark certainly does. Mark Gust is over him. Um, he's one of the better players in the league. Uh, and the Hurricanes luck. Because th- this is a guy they couldn't afford to, to play hardball with. Because if he got away, um, things would, you know, maybe start to take a little bit of a downward turn in Carolina. He really makes that team go. Um, I mean, I witnessed it. He, he killed the Islanders. He was fantastic in that series. You know, without him, the Hurricanes probably don't advance. Um, you know, he comes up big, so they they got it right. They paid the man, and you know that's that's the end of the conversation. But I, I do, I would like to see him, you know, become, you know, reach that eighty point level again. Now that he's making nine plus million dollars, which I, you know, I, I think he will too. I'm not really concerned about it, but I, that's what I would want to see. Speaking about guys that had an eighty point level and have just signed a new deal. Vladimir Tarasenko, a one-year deal with the Ottawa Senators. Philk, go over to you. Vladimir Tarasenko will score 30 goals in Ottawa next season. I'm torn between beer and shot. Um, I'm only going to say shot because... I don't think he ends the season in Ottawa. I think he's gone by the trade deadline. Ooh, whoa! I, I think I think it's a given that he's gone by the trade deadline. This is a show me deal. If he scores thirty goals by the time the trade deadline comes around, Ottawa is going to be foaming at the mouth at the return that they're going to get <clears throat> when they deal him. So I I, I don't see him scoring 30 goals by the time that trade deadline comes around. But I tell you right now, um, I think overall next season in general, I would not be shocked if he scores 30 because he's, really? he's playing, he's playing on a show me deal and he is playing for that next big contract that he's going to ride out for the rest of his career. So he's going to play his ass off for a new deal. And I, I, I would, if you were to question this as Tarasenko will score 30 goals in general this year, I would have, I would have put round. And I, that's how confident that I am that Tarasenko is going to come back and score 30. Okay. So it's a shot for this, right? It's a shot for this one. But if you would have worded it otherwise, I, I, I would have said round. All right. Anthony, what do you think? 30 goals in Ottawa for Vlad? You know, I, I feel the same way as Phil. Um, you know, th- this situation is is kind of eerily similar to John Klingberg last year. I mean, these were both guys that were thought to be, you know, 
one of the better players in the free agent class, especially at the positions. They both went mysteriously went unsigned through the beginning of free agency. Both fired their agents, and then both ended up taking one-year deals, prove-it deals elsewhere. Um, and I think this is exactly what Tarasenko is doing. He's betting on himself having a really good year in Ottawa, uh, get traded at the deadline, contribute to a playoff team, uh, and then hopefully get that longer-term contract next next you know next offseason. So. Um, yeah, again, the wording of it, I'll, I'll go shot. I mean, I think he will score 30 goals between the, the potential two teams he plays for next year. But I, I do think this is a guy that's going to take – he took a deal on a team that he knows that he'll get the playing time. You know, maybe he plays with Stosla, who knows, um, and is betting on himself. So that's why I think he's going to end up playing out. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I like Vladimir Tarasenko. I don't wish him any ill will. It's a shot for me. He's not getting the uh, top power play minutes. I don't see that happening. Uh, he could be productive. I mean, I don't know who he's going to be playing with. Is it going to be uh, Drake Batherson? Uh, is it going to be uh, Stutzla? Because I, I, I just don't know. Is he is he going to be a, uh, playing with? Uh, so what do you Giroux? think their power play looks like then? Because now I'm now I'm curious. Uh, Giroux or Shabbat's on 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 the point. Giroux, Stutzla. Uh, then you have Kachuk in front. Could it be? Could it be Tarasenko on 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 that wing for the one time option? I I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be getting their top power play of the time. And I've been saying all along, I think he should have cashed in this off season. And if if those rumor deals were true, if they're not, I I hope he does play his way into a next contract. But I wasn't I wasn't too impressed with what I saw of them as a New York Ranger. I'll tell you that. He he looked all right. Mark, Mark Marcus Mariota, you're um you're forgetting about a particular Ottawa Senators centerman, Josh who scored thirty five goal. Yes, who scored yeah, thirty five goals a year ago. I mean that that uh, that's what I was gonna say though. So you you I mean Mark does have a point there. What if Norris takes that spot over Tarasenko? So I mean it, it just. It, you look at Norris, but okay. So then Pete goes here. Tarasenko, Stutzlitz, Kachuk, Norris, Shabbat. Okay. So then you're going to tell me that Drew's not going to be on that top unit? Hell no. None of those guys are not going to be on there. Yeah. That's why. Well, I mean, you, you do you do have to split up the talent. Guys like Batherston and Giroux, they all can't, you know, you do have to have a formidable second unit. So if you have, Absolutely. if you're talking you have Claude Giroux and, and Drake Batherston on a second power play unit, um, you know, along with a guy like Shane Pinto and other pieces, then you have two units who could be really, you know, efficient. Um, but I, I think, though, even if he doesn't play with Stutzla, you know, Norris is easily their, you know, their second line center. And if he plays with Norris, he has the potential to do really well next year. I mean, depends on Norris only played eight games last year because he, what, he, to- he tore and up Norris knee, is right? more of a so, goal scorer than he is a playmaker. Yeah, that's true. I think it's, I see it's one of those out, but... things. It's also one of those things. What, how do you run your power play? The, they did this with the Rangers last year, where they had all this talent. Then they made two equal power play units, or they tried to do this at least. And then you end up with not enough time to go around. You're talking about a, a power play that usually runs at 98 sec, uh, 90 seconds per time, maybe even 98, hell, full two minutes sometimes for Panarin. Um, but you, you looked at that, and then they tried to make them like one minute at a time and split them apart, which is sort of like 
not a philosophy a lot of teams like to do. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Ottawa's got a lot of potential <clears throat> in a sneaky good top nine. Sneaky I don't know nine, if Ottawa's got the defense yet. Or let's be honest, Jonas Corposalo, is he ready for prime time? I don't know. I mean, that's going to be one of their big question marks. It, <clears throat> it's it's defense and goaltending. They've got a young defense. I mean, they've got guys like um, uh, like Sanderson, Jake Sanderson, that look like they're that they're ready to take the next step. Thomas Shabbat, you want to see Thomas Shabbat go back to the fifty point Thomas Shabbat that he was a few years back? Um, I mean, they have a lot of good young pieces on that team up and down their lineup, and, and their their success is going to depend on the development of those young pieces. Uh, I do agree with you that there is a question mark in net. But again, yeah, here, the, the question that we're really looking at here, though, is how do they run these power plays? How do they run that top six? And I, I think Tarasenko, um, like you said, he could end up being on the short end of the stick when it comes to first power play minutes. Here's another problem. We, I, think, before- I think it's, I think it's, um, it's important that we kind of pump the brakes a little bit unless like Ottawa's making the playoffs this year because – if you remember last year when they got Alex to brink it, we were saying the same thing. We were looking at their forward group, and now it's you know you essentially replaced you know to brink it with Tarasenko. So we get they're good offensively, but just like last year, you know they they were lacking in other areas of the ice. Um, you know, so they they added Dominic Kubalik obviously in the trade for the brink it, but you have I don't know for me the team is pretty much the same as as last year, um, and I don't. You know, I don't know if they've done enough to make the playoffs as good as their forward group is. Um, you know, and then it's important to, to to also think of this and just keep it in the back of your mind. And I think it was Mark, you put the tweet in our group chat about um, the players involved in that scandal and said that the apparently there may be five names or so that are suspended. And that got me thinking because I remember when Saul first came out, a lot of the guys. Drake Matheson was one of them. Yes, yes, that they were they had nothing to do with it and they were absolved themselves. Drake Batherson was one of the players that um, didn't really say anything at all. So it makes me wonder if he could possibly be one of these players who could be in a you know boatload of trouble. And now again, this is heavy speculation, but if he was and you know he faced a heavy suspension, that's a big blow to Ottawa because he's he's a legitimate top six player and a really mm-hmm. good forward. But um, nonetheless, regardless of that, put that aside. I still don't think they're they're good enough defensively or in goal to upseat one of the teams in the well maybe Boston but like I don't know I, I don't I don't know if I can pencil them into a playoff spot right now I just I I, I do I understand right where you're coming from there but I mean if if you have three guys like Shabbat Sanderson and Chikrin and I, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say. Because Sanderson's in a contract year. He's a 10.2 contract. So his restricted free agency is a little more complicated. He's in a contract year, technically. Um, I like Chikrin. I don't think he's ever going to be the 2021 Chikrin again. But I think he's a minutes eater that could put up an upwards of 40 points on this team. Maybe even more. But you have Chikrin, Shabbat and Sanderson is your top three guys. And then you have guys like Brandstrom and Zub's okay. He's not a bad guy as a four five. 
And then, you know, Hamannick as a six, a defensive guy. Yeah, I understand why you have concerns about their defense, but their defense is really the X factor with this team. If they get the production that you think you could get, they could end up being a really good team. My biggest question is in goal with them. I don't I don't trust Corpus Salo as a uh, as a starter, if you ask me. I really don't trust Anton Forsberg as a starter. Uh, I think last year when he got those starters workload, he didn't do it. I had him in fantasy. He was he was shelled every night. Uh, I'll I'll go I'll go in a different direction for you guys. I won't worry about what Ottawa is because we also know we know the Bruins are going to come back to earth a little bit. We know Toronto and likely Florida are going to stay at the same number. I don't think Toronto is going to blow anybody I, away. I don't think they're getting over. I think Toronto will, but where Florida are they really going to be around the same number? Well, Florida's number is kind of low. I think Florida is not. Tampa? A, Tampa, Tampa lost a lot of depth, and T- Tampa's a good number too. So that's if you're saying that's where all some of those points are coming from, fine. But Detroit got better. Buffalo has been uh, improving greatly the last few years, oh, and they look better. like they might be just as good if they could just get some of their act together. Uh, you know, not having ten goals given up in a game. Uh, there's there's a little bit more to that division, but and I still don't think that means Ottawa sneaks in. So there we go. All right, moving on. As uh, somebody clicked onto the next banner, so thank goodness. Uh, Troy Terry played the, uh, played the today, SD guys. Troy Terry that today signed the contract. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Troy Terry signed the contract. Seven years, forty-nine million dollars with the Anaheim Ducks. And that looks like it could be a pretty good bargain. Here's a number for you, Anthony. Troy Terry will score 150 goals over those next seven seasons. What kind of question is this, Marcus Mariota? I mean, it's silly. 150 goals over seven years. I mean, what, what am I, a mathematician trying to figure out? Can't you well, just that say gives, Troy That gives Terry... them just about uh, – just. It gives them 25 per season and no, it's like 20, just over 21 per season. Well, he was 23 last year and he was 37 the year before. Mark, you really think that he's going to average 20 to <laughs> 21 goals over the next seven years? <laughs> it was supposed to be an easy layup to get us to talk about <clears throat> Troy Terry's production. <laughs> <laughs> why 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 couldn't why couldn't you say like why couldn't you say like Troy Terry, you know can improve even more and score forty or, or Troy Terry is you know how uh, about this guy not doing anyone's taxes layup? Okay, how about how about this one? Um Troy, uh, this is riveting. Uh, this, this is, is riveting. Troy, Troy Terry will have two forty goal seasons over the next seven. <clears throat> okay, or you know what? I, I right. like that. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say beer. I think Troy Terry will score forty goals once over mm-hmm. these next seven years. I, I I think that his thirty seven goal season is not a mirage. I I, I think he's incredibly talented. I think he's just – I think that the step back this year kind of just coincides with how Anaheim was as a team overall. Mm-hmm. I think this team's going to get better. And then you've got Leo Carlson coming in, and he's going to be one of the better playmakers in the league for a very long time. 
Uh, you know what? I'm changing my answer. I'm changing it to a round. <laughs> Screw it. Round. I think Troy Terry is going to end up playing with Leo Carlson at some point in his career. I think those two are going to create magic. Thank God we're not going to be on the receiving end of that as Rangers and Islanders fans. <laughs> this was great. <laughs> All right. Well, see, at least we corrected it on the fly, guys. So that's that's how that works sometimes. By the way, Jay, I like that comment. We're going to come back to that for Q&A. Make sure you guys are leaving in your comments in case if you have some questions. So, Anthony, 240 goal seasons out of Troy Terry. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go round two. I mean, look, look at some of the centers that are on his on that roster that he has Zegers. the potential of playing with at some point. Zegers, Mason McTavish, Leo Carlson. I mean, Adam, hell, Adam Henrik's still there. I, I, I think it's around. Um, I think he's too talented not to with some of these guys on the Ducks roster. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think it's around, and I think it's a good deal. Seven times seven, great number, good age. Uh, you know, kudos to Anaheim there, and Pat for and the cap, great job. And the cap going up, Anthony, hundred <clears throat> percent right on that one. Eventually, uh, yeah, yeah. Pat Verbeek, good player, good GM. <laughs> Pat Verbeek has made some interesting decisions, so I'm going to lay up myself as well as deliver the hat trick. And now that we've changed around the question, and yeah, I think this guy is a natural finisher. And I've loved what he's been able to do, especially the last few years. He was part of uh, the bargain list that I made last year. And uh, now he got his money, and you know what? He puts up 37 goals again. All right, we'll see about that. He, He should easily be able to duplicate that guys last week as you know patrice bergeron retired and he retired as the bruins captain so the bruins are going to be in need of another captain anthony i'll go back to you since uh there was a little bit of a uh confusion bruins should make brad marchand the captain oh mark sometimes i wonder what goes this this is a shot. You, you just you you just you know. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, Brad Mar- Brad Marchand is is thirty five years old. He has two years left on his contract for one, and two. I mean, Marchand's a great hockey player. Don't get me wrong, but do you really want your captain to be a guy who you know has a tendency to every now and then do something stupid? Or he's not. He doesn't strike me as a as a as a as the best, I don't know, captain material. I, I think, and again, he's 35 and he has two years left in his con. Do you really want to give the C to another guy who might be out the door in two years? Like, this question should be the Bruins should make Charlie McAvoy captain. Now that that would have made that would have made much more sense. So I mean, for this, it's it's this is a this is an easy this is an easy shot for me. Brad Marshad. Holly, that you're listening, but if you somehow are, I think you're fabulous. You stir the pot. Any team would love to have you. But again, his age, contracts that I know. Charlie McAvoy, captain, Boston Bruins. Uh, that's what that's what could happen. Milk. So I actually said to <clears throat> a girl that's a mutual follow of mine on Twitter, um, that's a huge Bruins fan, um, that. Charlie McAvoy, Chucky Bright Lights would probably go. 
Oh, God. Uh, Why do I feel like Sean's responses are literally like that uh, back after this account that trolls Mike Francesa? Like, it's basically this. Basically this it's, it's just that. Just doing that to you. I never, ever said that. Back after this. And, and just... Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it's like we're probably going to have like an account that's going to come on as a burner and just start just trolling you left and right, Mark. Because of if, all if we have if we have a trolling account that's just trolling me, then we've really made it. So I'm happy about that. It's sort of like, can I be in a Geico commercial? Yeah, because then it means I was a has been, which means I had to have had a career. So <laughs> Brad Marchand. So should he be the captain? No, it should be McAvoy. I don't understand how how you would have thought to have Brad. So let me ask you something. A guy that's as mischievous as Brad Marchand is, what screams captain material about Brad Marchand? Uh, actually, this was the question that was posed to me, and this is the funny part. My answer is Charlie McAvoy as well. So it's a shot as well. And I think it's just one of those things where people go, do you go with the guy that's the longest tenured one? Or do you go with maybe your best player? Because pasta is in there. I was about to say, you have have a 60-goal, 100-point player on your team. He is the only other player, aside from Phil Esposito, in team history to record a 60-goal season. Like, yeah. how the hell is that guy not option number two to be captain? And by the way, can we say that was probably the most under-the-radar 61-goal season ever? Oh, yeah, because, because there was some guy that scored 150 points and also outscored him in goals while he had that. Remember. So, yes, Anthony, I, I'm also laughing because, uh, I, look, Charlie McAvoy would be the guy I would go with as well. It's, it's a no-brainer. You got him locked up long-term. And he's a good character guy. Now, Philk, do you think that's going to work out with Charlie McAvoy, or is the weight of the sea going to get on him? Charlie's been a leader. He's a natural-born leader. That That's a guy that I, I think would excel as a captain just about anywhere you anywhere he plays. He would be a great, great captain. He was a leader for the U.S. national junior teams when they won. Um, he was a leader at you know, in college at BU, I mean, what more is there to say? This kid's had such a story career. Uh, I, I, I really do think that Charlie would just be a perfect captain for that team. And I hate the fact that he's not going to come back home to play for the team that he grew up rooting for and be the captain here. So there you go. Uh, Anthony, last, last word, McAvoy. That's the obvious captain to you, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he, he, he plays hard. He battles. Um, I think he's a prototypical, you know, captain. Now, I granted, we have no idea how these guys in the room are, so who knows? But I, I don't know, at least from on the ice, I test what I see. I think it would make sense. Well, unfortunately, uh, there was some bad news that came out of the last week that the Maple Leafs have placed Matt Murray on long-term injured reserve, dealing with uh, head, hip, ankle. I think it was concussion for the head. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries, which, I mean, he's always kind of dealt with a lot of injuries. Bilk, 
Matt Murray will play another game in the NHL. I'm going to say shot. Uh, I, I I think he's I think he's done. I think it's just his body is shot. I, I really don't think that. I, I don't if he ever does, I, I think maybe it's a, a couple of years from now or so that's maybe like a rebound, you know, shot in the dark type chance. But I, I highly doubt we will see anything more from that Murray. Anthony. Yeah, this is a shot, too. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has is who is kind of just been eh, goalie. And now that he's going to talk, you know, not play. A game for a whole, you know, year. Um, I don't see him getting any better. Uh, so, yeah, I don't see it happening. But you know, you you said this is unfortunate news. I mean, for 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 Toronto, this worked out extremely well for. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, Toronto worked out. Well. The buy, was better than the buying him out. Um, for them, this was this was uh, you know a gift. Uh, but no, I, I don't. I think Murray's done. It's shot. Yeah, I mean, I say unfortunate because for the player, you you always want them to be as healthy as possible. Yeah. And yeah. I think the guy's legacy is already sealed. Now, could he come back in a couple years, like Phil said? I think that actually could be the case. I don't think he plays another game for the Maple Leafs. Uh, the, that cap number is, <clears throat> is not going to work. And by the way, the Senators retained money on him, and he's LTIR, and they're not going to – they're going to – they're going to lose – they're not going to lose – that money now that he's LTIR with the Leafs, that's a little bit bizarre to me. But uh, you know, Matt Murray, he's going to be remembered for those two playoff runs that he had, and that uh, like Mark Andre Fleury almost took his job back, and Matt Murray said, "Nah, you're you're going to Vegas, buddy." So, in in that in that, you hope this player is going to be healthy and fine. Uh, especially I hear the word concussions. I think of Mike Richter and uh, you just, you never want to see that. And lastly, guys, before we get to some of the questions everyone else has, Logan Cooley signed his entry level contract with the Arizona Coyotes. He will not be going back to college. Logan Cooley will be a Calder trophy finalist. Mr. LaRocco finish it off. Yeah, I think this is a round. Um, I think, you know, the expectation is that Connor Bedard's going to come out and you know, ultimately win the Calder, which I do think will happen. Um, but looking at some of the the class of rookies that, you know, could potentially play in the NHL this year, um, I think Logan Cooley is one of the other guys that I could see, you know, coming close to Bedard in, in terms of what he could do for his team out there on the ice. Um you know, it's a highly regarded prospect. This is a guy who at first seemed like he was going to go back to Minnesota. Uh, and, you know, something changed, luckily, for Arizona and decided to turn pro. Um, but, I, I, you know, for me, I, I would pencil him in as, you know, the runner-up already. Uh, I, that's how highly I think of him. Um, I mean, there could be other guys. I mean, you're talking, you know, Adam Fantilli, I, you know, Leo Carlson possibly, and there you know other guys out there. Luke, you know, Luke Hughes is another one. Um, all good players, but I think Logan Cooley will at least be a finalist. I'll go around. Wow, Filk, go ahead. I'm only going to go beer here. Um, I could absolutely see it happening, but 
this rookie class has the potential to give 2006 as a a run for its money as arguably the greatest rookie class ever. Just look at the the names that are going to be in this. Anthony talked about Leo Carlson and Adam Fantilli. You're going to have Shane Wright. You're going to have Luke Hughes. You're going to have um, maybe even David Reinbacher might even play in this. You never you never know with him. Uh, he's got the size and the talent. Matthew Nice, mm-hmm. that's another one you're going to have to look at. Shane Wright. And then you have Devin Levi in Buffalo. You got to remember, he only got a cup of coffee, so he's still Calder eligible. Yep. So I, I, I just think there's a, a ton of competition for this. I just think there's going to be some really, really good rookie seasons here. So uh, I'm going to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with a beer here. Uh, I'm actually going to go beer too because I am high on Logan Cooley. Apparently, I am not even the third highest guy on on Logan Cooley on our panel. Wow. Uh, so, but I do have to say, I do have to say this. I think Cooley is going to make a good impact. He's, there's a reason why they passed on Shane Wright for this kid. There is a lot of good rookies next year, as Phil just said. I immediately, we were penciling in Adam Fantilli as potentially a Calder Trophy finalist. And obviously we already know in ink, Connor Bedard's in there. So unless... You see him having an injury the same way that Connor McDavid did where he broke his collarbone and Artem Panarin ends up winning the rookie of the year that year. But as the state is saying right here, teams have been complaining that the Leafs have been lying about his injuries because he was, Oh, oh that was the, um, uh, the Matt Murray situation. But he's really taking the bull by the horns and he's looked good. You know what? That might trickle down the lineup. So, Hopefully that will do that. Uh, I agree with Pete here. If if Schmaltz stays healthy and Hayton can continue on his development, Cooley could step right into a lineup where he's insulated and he could put up some real good rookie numbers for uh, you know for a guy like him. So I, I I really do like the situation that he's coming into. And Arizona went and they added Jason Zucker too to help with that yeah. top, that top nine. So, I mean, he's going to have some help around him. And Armstrong is really, really psyched about the way the team is looking. Bill Armstrong. I had to make sure I had the right Armstrong. I didn't want to say Doug Armstrong because that's St. Louis. Uh, But he's really psyched about this team. And they were fun in their offensive punch last year, guys. Right around around midseason, that's when they started doing it. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk. We're gauging our confidence on angel topics based on our choice of drink. So uh, let's get to some of your questions. But also, I mean, or hey, do you guys feel like doing an honest, honest press conference? Phil, you know, we, we turn to you. So <laughs> oh, we'll prep for another one. We'll do another one. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I wasn't really ready for that. So... <laughs> Don't worry. That's why. I, that's why I only minorly put you on the spot. Let's get to some of these comments. So, Jay asked earlier in the comments, "Do you think the Islanders, Pittsburgh, and the Capitals all miss the playoffs next season?" I don't think the Islanders miss the playoffs. I don't. I think they probably squeak in. Um, I, I just think their defense is solid. 
I think they have one of the three best goaltenders in the league for my money. I mean, elite goaltending definitely gets you to the playoffs. As long as you play solid defense in front of it. We've seen that as Ranger fans for years with Henrik Lundqvist and again with Igor Shosturkin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Penguins, I don't know about them. They're, they are a wild card. And I, I understand that they they went ahead and they went and got Riley Smith, which I, I, I like the player. I, I, I do. I really like the player. But I, I just wonder about the makeup of their team otherwise. They, they get rid of Brian Dumoulin and they bring in Ryan Graves. Like, for me, at best, that's a lateral move. Because Brian Dumoulin, at his very best, was a was a legitimate upper-tier shutdown defender that could eat minutes on that top pairing. Was he, a, like, a, a great number two? No. But he was good there. So your, your defense is now Latang, Graves, Jeff Petrie, who's really kind of been declining, not really a fan of him, Marcus Pedersen, who's... Okay, he's there. He's a decent four. Jan Ruda, he hasn't really been the same since he left Tampa. Still not bad. And then you've got a bunch of guys like P.O. Joseph, Chad mm-hmm. Riedel, Ty Smith going for spots. But their goaltending, he, Tristan Jari has really kind of been their scapegoat for like the last three years. And then they just give him that stupid deal. Um, for me, I, I, I don't know about Pittsburgh and Washington. Like is Nicholas Backstrom going to be the same player after that? Because we saw, like you mentioned before, we saw how long it took for him to come back from that surgery. And I mean, if Kenny Kuznetsov, does he get dealt? Because he's obviously unhappy in Washington. TJ Oshie's 36 and plays a tough game. How, you know, how is he going to be, you know, how is his body going to handle that? And then Anthony Mantha, that's another one for me. Very inconsistent, talented, can score 30-plus goals, but we haven't seen it, and he hasn't really stayed healthy. So Dylan Strom, does Dylan Strom develop into something? Where do where does Tom Wilson's numbers go uh, with, with, uh, with his play? Because it seems like his numbers are really kind of dependent on the skill guys in the top six that he plays with. And then Washington's defense is just kind of meh. I mean, you go and get Joel Edmondson, okay, he helps a little bit. Bottom pairing guy, leadership guy, whatever. Martin Ferrovari has been a, a, a pleasant surprise for them. Trevor Van Greensdyke, okay. Nick Jensen, okay. Rasmus Sandin looked great post-trade deadline, but is he going to continue to put up points like that? John Carlson's going to start to age at some point. So, uh, and uh, who who's their goaltender at this point? Darcy Kemper? Is going to lead them to the promised land? No. No. Give me a break on that. I I, I mean, I I think the Capitals are definitely missing the playoffs unless Alexander Ovechkin somehow finds a fountain of youth and just scores 55 to 60 goals again and gets back to like 100-point territory because I I don't see where the offense is and their defense is just not good enough for me. And Kemper just did I mean, everyone's a rag on Darcy Kemper. I thought he was pretty good when he was a coyote, but still. Anthony, yes, uh, I think all three of these guys missed the playoffs? No. Um, I, I do think the Islanders get in. I think, like John said, they have one of the better goaltenders in the league. They they play – they have a solid defense. Um, and that alone, you know, should should be enough to get them in, especially even if they get 
just a little bit more production out of some guys like, you know, Barzell and Horvat has a little better, you know, actually gets, you know, acclimated with the island and performs better than he did at the end of last year. So uh, I think they still get in. Pittsburgh, Washington, I mean, I kind of be reiterating everything he said. Um, yeah. Uh, capitals, are, capitals are a hard no for me. And the Penguins, probably not. I mean, I know there's the – there's the looming possible Eric Carlson trade that could still come at some point. Um, which, by the way, it seems like in that article that uh, that Chris Johnson posted a couple of weeks ago from Carlson was in Sweden talking about how he's done in San Jose and all the teams that he's talked to. He's going to get traded. It's just a matter of time. Um, if he if he goes to Pittsburgh, that I mean, maybe that changes how I feel about things, but I still don't think that even with Carlson, the Penguins are a legit, like, you know, contender. Um, you know, now that Drew O'Connor um, signed, their buyout window is triggered. Speculation has been really for a while now that once that occurred, that they could buy out Granlund, uh, and then that could help them free up some salary to make the trade. So we'll see if that, you know, if that happens now, that that occurred, who knows. But um, regardless, Carlson, no Carlson, I don't know if I – I just I don't know the goaltending. Tristan Jari is not is not a good goaltender. Uh, Riley Smith helps their forward group a little bit, but then you also subtracted Jason Zucker. So I mean, they're not those two players aren't really far off in what they're going to bring to a team. So uh, for me, it comes down to is Eric Carlson enough to get him in the playoffs? And um, I mean, if he has another hundred point year, you know, maybe. But I mean, if he you know, if he regresses, I would say no shot. I, I don't think 100 points is going to help them. Their, their their problem is keeping the puck out of the net. And it's even just timeliness of keeping the puck out of the net. I don't think it's – I don't think there's any chance Pittsburgh makes it. Even with Sidney Crosby, who I respect for all the things he's done in the league. Capitals, they're just on the Alexander Ovechkin tour to eclipse Wayne Gretzky. Well, we'll see the Capitals in a few years when they get the restock covered. Uh, I, I, I just, I think we're gonna the Capitals as far as their headlines go. They're gonna be talking about who's going from that team and from their championship year. Lastly, that brings us to the Islanders. I'm not gonna throw dirt on the Islanders yet. I mean, Ilya Sorokin. Ilya Sorokin's gonna hold open their window as much as he can because he's that good. And if you think I'm kidding. Seriously, look at his numbers, everybody. The uh, that's that's the thing about him, and it's the same reason why I'm not willing to throw the Rangers down from three because if the Rangers falter, you still got Igor Sisterkin. I wonder about, and I don't think Carolina is because I think their system is going to be good enough. There's a better question we're going to go to on, in a second on this. Yeah, the question is, does New Jersey win the division? That's that's another question too. So I still think the Metro sends four teams because obviously I got the Islanders in. And then does the Atlantic, who's in, that, that, that's going to be a log jam at the end of the year. I think all those teams that think they improved, it's going to be the same thing. They're, they're all pretty close in points last two years anyway. So who's going who's gonna to want it? Columbus could eventually get it together under Mike Babcock. I just don't think it's going to happen next year. Uh, Pete asked this one, guys, which was most unlikely team you think is going to qualify for the playoffs. Anthony, start up. I mean, is this basically like asking 
like who make the worst team be? Because I mean, for me, it's, it's like for so. I think San Jose is the most unlikely to qualify for the playoffs. I don't think they're anywhere close to. A, but I mean, uh, that's actually going to make the playoffs. Playoff. Who do you think is going to? Who do you think is going to make the playoffs? That was a non-playoff team. Well, is that is that what the question actually is? Most unlikely, yeah, if you read it, most this unlikely. Like... It's... <clears throat> All right, yeah. the wording is. All right, little... how about this? Most unlikely playoff team. So, right, so then... asking for what he's asking is what team is going to pull New Jersey this year? Oh, what team is going to? So, what team is going to make the playoffs then? Because he said, yeah. Unlike, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, I mean, I could go the easy answer and say, you know, you know, Buffalo, Detroit, um, Ottawa, uh, any of those teams. Um, uh, however, just because I like to, you know, just be a little different, I'm going to say Arizona. I mean, I like I, I like what they did. Zucker, uh, Kerfoot, um, you know, they got they got Sean Dersey from L.A. Uh, you know, Logan Cooley's coming up. Schmaltz is healthy. You never know. But um, that's that's kind of my out of the box uh, prediction. Oh, uh, 70 points last year. I mean, they would need another 25 more. I, uh, 24 yeah, more I don't I don't see it with the defense. Or we'll we'll see it on that. Phil, who do you think is an unlikely unlikely team you think is going to make it, or could make it? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, Oof. That's a good candidate. I, you know what? It for for me, I'm probably going to have to just. I'm gonna say Ottawa. I I I think that they might surprise people and, and just you know actually I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna go Columbus. I'm gonna really? Go Columbus. I I just think that the, you know getting Adam Fantilli and adding him to that lineup, I think it's gonna help them quite a bit. It, it like if 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 a team. To me, if there was a team that could shock the world and do it, I, I think it would be Columbus. And I think it's shocking. I, I really say shocking because of the division that they're in. But they've got a ton of talent on this team. Goudreau, Line, uh, you add Fantilli to that lineup. Kent Johnson, uh, Jack Rosovich could take the next step for all we know. Boone Jenner is a 20-plus goal, maybe even – if he's in the right situation, maybe a 30-goal guy. And then, you know, you, you added Severson. I'm not big on the player himself. I think he's significantly overpaid. But if he gets you 35-plus points and can actually be okay in his own zone, that helps. You added Ivan Provorov. And then you're going to get back Zach Wierenski. I mean, I, I like that. And Elvis Merz-Leakins is a decent starter. I mean, I, I could see them making some noise. I, I could. I don't know if they necessarily will make the playoffs, but if there was a team that could really just come out of nowhere and surprise everybody, I, I would say probably Columbus. See, I got a team that I don't know which direction they're going in, 
I have another team that I, I have no idea where they're going in. I got at least three of, uh, you know, God, West, I got four. Those teams that I have no idea, guys, St. Louis, they could either make the playoffs or finish in the bottom of the league because yeah, I have no faith that. in Jordan Biddington. Vancouver, I have no idea what's going on there. Nashville was retooling and could have gotten better or worse. We'll see about that one. And Calgary, they went through major changes too. So, I mean, it, it's hard to say. That's why I kind of look over to the East, and I think Detroit might be a team that could make a jump. I mean, with all their, the, te- the, the, the players they added. But, again, the problem with them is Detroit, 80 points. Ottawa, 86 points. Buffalo, 91. And, and 92 with Florida. I, I think Florida is going to make it again. I, I mean, we've said it before. Uh, those points Boston has, that's all going to come out of that. Uh, 135 points, they ain't getting that. They might have the largest single season drop in points possibly ever. So we'll see about that one. Uh, I, 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 I'd probably say Buffalo makes it maybe uh, just because I just. That's the obvious one, I think. Yeah. But I said Detroit. Well, I'll, I'll go with Detroit, and then it's it's just yeah, how I got that one. Yeah, another. I mean, I, I don't blame anybody for saying Buffalo or Detroit. I mean, Detroit went ahead and they added all those guys. I mean, I know it looks like they they abandoned the Iser plan, if you want to call it that. But I I don't I, I don't blame anybody for thinking one of those two teams. My question about Buffalo is. Goaltending is Devin. If Devin Levi comes in and gives them 35 wins and he's, I, I don't know, he's like a, a 915 save percentage or better or something like that. I mean, he's, yeah, and Buffalo could definitely make it at that point. I wonder about their defense because they didn't do a lot to improve that. And the other question I have is Tage Thompson in a career year. Is he going to follow that up with something close to that, or is he going to regress, or is he going to get better? Because that, to me, that's a complete wild card. I think he gets better, Anthony. Who? Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to even if he stays in what he. Yeah, even if he stays in what he did last year, that's a huge win for Buffalo. So, yeah. Um, I mean, my. <clears throat> My thing with Buffalo is I don't know if they added – well, I don't know. They didn't. Um, I don't think they added enough players this offseason that have, like, the winning pedigree experience and, you know, some maybe some veteran, you know, support to that lineup that could also produce the route. Because um, to me right now, there's still that same, you know, high-octane, you know, Sabres team that – you know, is really good offensively, but doesn't play the best defensive brand of hockey. So I, I don't know if they can win with that, with essentially the same lineup. That's just my opinion. I mean, Eric Johnson, you could say, yeah, he he has a bunch of experience, which he does on the back end. Um, but I was more or less talking about amongst their forward groups. They have a lot of skilled young guys in their forward group. Um, you know, they retain Kyle Oposo, who's a veteran, he's got experience. They retain Zemzis Gurdonsons, but I, I just felt they could have, you know, I, like for instance, they could have used a 
and I know he would have never signed there, but like they could have used a guy like Barbashev, or they could have used a guy like Riley Smith, or they could have used a guy like Jason Zucker. Um, they kept the makeup of the forward group the same. I, I don't know if that's a recipe to make the playoffs, but we'll see. All right. And uh, by the way, guys, Jeremy Swayman got a one-year deal, $3.4 million. What do you yeah. guys think about that? Is, is he the better goalie out of the two of them? I wouldn't say that, but I also wouldn't say that Linus Olmark is a clear cut above him. And I know that Linus Olmark won the Vezin and put up those crazy numbers, but that coincided with the best regular season team of all time. Linus Olmark was never near the level of goaltender before that season. It's like when Roman Turek went to St. Louis in 2000 and put up a 42-win season behind a President's Trophy winning team that boasted the first MVP defenseman, first Hart Trophy winning defenseman since Bobby Orr. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for me, um, I I can't I can't sit there and say that Linus Olmark is head and head and shoulders above, you know, Jeremy Swayman. I think is he better? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much better he actually is. And we'll see that this year with them not having that type of team in front of them. And, uh, okay. Mr. Santastic has got a good one right here, guys. Who's, uh, who's your surprise team not going to make the playoffs this year? Uh, not sorry. making the playoffs. Yeah. Anthony, why don't we start? Um, with you it was a uh, pronger that won the heart. Yeah. Yes. I, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say Florida. I'm going to say Florida. They 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 play in that division that we talked about that has a lot of upcoming teams like Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit, um, where so the room. You know, the error for margin is kind of slim because all those teams keep improving. Um, They're ready to take the next step. And, you know, I could see a team like Florida, you know, again, Bobrovsky was bad towards the end of the regular season. Pretty much the majority of the regular season found his magic in the playoffs. So, um, you know, if he he plays like at a typical Bobrovsky, you know, 905 safe percentage, like he's kind of hovered around, um, you know, combined with other teams getting better, that could spell trouble for Florida. so, you know, I know Ekblad might miss – well, not might. I think Ekblad is definitely missing the beginning of the year, still nursing, rehabbing from some of the injuries he had. Um, you know, that's a big hole. Uh, Montour's also coming up surgery too. I'm not sure what his status is for the beginning of the year. Um, so, you know, I, I could see it happening. Um, but then again, I wouldn't also be surprised if the Panthers held firm and made the playoffs. I just think that Atlantic division, there's, there's a lot of teams coming up the ladder here. And, you know, I, I do see holes in Florida's game. You got to remember, Florida, yeah, they made it. You know, we, we all saw their magical run they went on. But you, you also remember, too, that they were a Pittsburgh Penguins win away from not even making the playoffs. So, yeah, they, you know, they just they they they, they, only, they only made the playoffs because Alex Lyon pulled a unsung hero out of his, you know, you know what, and ca- by the last six or seven games, pretending like he was Hashik and he got them in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I, I could see it happening. I really could. I'm going to narrow this down to two teams, and I might get flack for one of them. I'm going to say 
Team number one, L.A. And the reason I say this is that they traded a considerable amount of depth to go get Pierre-Luc Dubois. You know, Alex Iafalo, Gabriel Velarde, guys that were, you know, top top six, top nine players. Uh, and then they lose a goaltender. And their goaltending now looks like Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. Like, do you really well, I believe, by the way, Cam Talbot's 36? 36, yes, correct. Okay. But do you really trust Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot to be even 1A, 1B type situation where they split 40 games and they win you 20 to 25 games apiece? I, I don't. I don't. I, I just don't trust that at all. I like LA's offense. You still have Kopitar. He's getting older. He's 35. Pierre Luc Dubois, obviously. Kevin Fiala, Philip Deneau, Adrian Kempe is a top level goal scorer in this league. Victor Arvison's still a good player. Does Quinton Byfield show you something? Show you why he was a second overall pick? Does Arthur Kaliev take that next step? Because Arthur Kaliev. He gave you flashes at times. He gave you flashes. 13 goals and 28 points. I mean, I know those numbers were almost the same exact numbers as the year before, but those were in 56 <clears throat> games as opposed to 80. So you got to remember that. That's that's pretty good. That means he's stepping up somewhere. So does Kalia take another step forward? If, if he does, then LA's offense could be pretty deadly. Um, but I just do not trust that goaltending. And the other team is Seattle. And I, I, I don't want to be that guy in, you know, ruining on Seattle's parade and trying to call them flukes or anything like that. But look at that team up and down and, and look at the guys that achieved on that team. And not only that, but they got to the playoffs with sub-900 goaltending. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? And I, I listen, I get you could do that for one year. But can you really do that two years in a row? I, I, I really question that. I really do. Uh, Jared McCann, 40 goals and 70 points. Is Vince Dunn putting up 14 goals and 64 points again? Jordan Everly, 32 years old, had his first 60-point season in a while. Great year for him. Matty Beniers, you, you think he's going to get better. Yanni Gord, okay, if he gives you 45 to 55 points, you're okay with that. Daniel Sprong is gone. That's mm-hmm. 21 goals and 46 points in 66 games gone. Does Oliver Bjorkstrand finally get go, you know, rise above being a 20 goal, 40 to 50 point player? Like, you know, many thought he could be in his younger days. Does does that happen? Jaden Schwartz, does he decline? He's 30, probably going on 31. I mean, Alexander Wenberg, I mean, does he find the magic that he had in Columbus where he had that 50 point season a few years back? I mean, I, there are just a lot of questions with this team that I have personally. I mean, I, I think Carson Soucy is now gone. I think he's in. He left. Yeah, he's in Vancouver now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you lost a pretty good defenseman there. Uh, they added Brian Dumoulin. <clears throat> they added Dumoulin. I, I, I think Dumoulin now maybe close to Soucy. He's not the same Dumoulin he was like three, four, five, six years back. But 
to me, I, I really do wonder about guys like McCann and Dunn, who were big, big catalysts for them. How, how do they replicate those seasons? And that's why I could see Seattle missing it. I think it's a very interesting call on on L.A., and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. They're one of the teams I was looking at thinking of, of saying. Winnipeg, if I said them, that's not a surprise. They're, they're, no. It, that's that's like saying Calgary making the playoffs would be a surprise. They they finished two points back. Uh, well, going back to going back to LA, I, I agree with Phil about the goaltending, but I wonder though, could um, could Eric could Eric Portillo, who is the starting goalie for Michigan, beat out one of those guys in camp as as one of their number one? Goalies? I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I don't think any of those guys are really that good. But here's one of the things I always contend, guys, and the statistics bear it out. You can get like a, a guy like him to step up and 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 be the the starter at the beginning of the year. The end of the year, if you got Stanley Cup aspirations, that goalie's not going to be there. Uh, he's the the starter workload grinds guys out, and it's just not going to happen. Anybody want to let Mike know that they can't use it on? Yeah, uh, Barkley Goudreau. Yeah, I, I thought this. I thought this too, but then no. Apparently, they they don't get that window. No, because it has to be a certain. It has to the the player's salary, I believe, has to be ten percent of the salary cap. So That's this, why if I remember, if I remember correctly, Phil, when they signed that contract, it was buyout proof. Somebody said something like that. No, it, it, even if. No, I'm saying even the player that, that, that triggers that window, his salary has to be 10% of the salary cap. So, like, or a certain percentage, maybe not 10. I think it, it – I don't know what the exact percentage is. I could be wrong on that number. But it has to be a certain percentage, and I think it had to have been $4 million or more, and Brandon Scanlon's contract does not even come close to that. Really quick, let's do two more questions, and then let's do a quick book. Uh, Puck Dooku. I did it again. Puck Doku. Keep going back to Count Dooku. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Phil, let's I mean, start with you on this one. Does Huberdeau get his mojo back? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I just think yeah. Sutter, Sutter caused a lot of problems for Huberdeau's play. Uh, he's too good of a player to not get back to at least a point-per-game player or a better at this point. Exactly. And I... I I know that Toffoli's gone and Toffoli had a big year, but certain guys play well under Sutter. Toffoli was one of them. Kudro was not. I, I think Sutter being gone helps. All right, Anthony. Oh, by the way, your thoughts, Huberto? No, yeah, absolutely. I think he's too good of a player to have the, the, the you know, the, the point drop that he had. I think he'll be much better next season. Well, you know who he, who, who <clears throat> do you know who we looked like last season? He looked like Justin Huberdeau. So, uh, and quickly, <laughs> Phil. <clears throat> Jay Lewis did ask this one. I had it uh, dog-eared, dog but instead, uh, does Quick get worse than last year, or does he improve from last year? I think Benoit Lair and a, 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 a more rest – for him will have 
better results for him. I don't think it's going to be a massive improvement, but if you get him to like a 905 save percentage mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe a, a goals against of like just under three, I think you call that a win if you're the Rangers. So I, I, I do think that he gets better. I, I, I think that he could put up numbers close to what, to what Halak did. It, it's just a matter of, you know, of the adjustment. He's going to have to adjust now to being a backup and not playing as often. So. And again, he's got one of the best goal, uh, goalie coaches in the league. So maybe, maybe top three goalie coaches in the league. Or even I, for my money, he's been the best, the best since post lockout. So I, 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 Mitch Corn is not an active goaltending coach anymore. He's the director of consulting with mm-hmm. goaltending, as far as I know, for the Islanders. So he's not the goaltending coach. So I would say Alaire is like the undisputed number one. And right, let's play Puck Dogo, uh, guys. We had a bunch of different. Numbers that happens uh, for the uniqueness score. So let's get into some of these. Mine was a uniqueness uh, of four. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I had. Was this? I had was this, this was this today's, today. right? Yes. Yeah, today. Yeah, I had yeah. mine. Mine was. Uh, mine was seven. Um, now to make this a little bit more challenging, uh, are we uh, not going to use any of the players that we used when we did it? Because otherwise, this will just be like. You know, filling in what we did. Yeah. players. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm down for that. Mm. So, right. just to, so, to clear, that would make, uh, you know, like I used Tom Kerbers for, for Buffalo and and Ottawa and Toronto, so he can't be used. That's what I, I used. Really Housley there. And I used uh, yeah. Wayne Presley. The uh, free agent that wow. the New York Rangers signed in 1995 and traded him to Toronto in wow, that okay. season. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let let's start with uh, I guess let's start with Buffalo and the 900 save percentage. I used I used Mika Nornan, so we can't use him there. Wow, that's a good one. Mika uh, Was Marty Biron over 900? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's we could use him. I mean it won't be it won't be that obscure, but we could, we could use him. All right. Uh, uh, let me let me see if there's any other. Uh, Grant Fuhr would be another one. I'm trying to think, uh, Buffalo goaltenders. What about uh, Steve Shields? Um, Steve Shields would be an interesting one. I think Steve he, Shields he would be a good. One. I only he, question. I think he did. Only question is that he. Only question does he have a yeah, did it was it safe percentage? I, th- over I think he did. I think somewhere point. around like ninety seven, I think he did. I'm just gonna check that real quick to make sure. Yeah, check it. Uh by the way, Steve Shields, he was the goalie in net for the Matthew Barnaby uh, Mother's Day hat trick. Yeah, yeah I, I Steve, think Shields did. Steve Shields did. So we're gonna go yeah. with Steve Shields. He played for All right. uh Steve, oh, it's for the nine nine hundred save yeah. percentage. Yeah, yeah, silly Mark. Damn it, Mark! Well, by the way, <laughs> damn it, Mark is being way too common is on our um, nine. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good one. Point oh nine. Okay, so for the Blackhawks, I went. I, used, I, went uh, I went. I went. Jimmy Waite. I it, it's, but 
I you can't use Jimmy Waite. So yeah, uh, I don't think I used Christopher uh, for this. Uh, I used Mark Fitzpatrick was which was a zero percent. So we can't use him either. Uh, All right, I, mean, I do have I met, we do have I, Nikolai Hobby Bullen we could use. Yeah, that wouldn't be very. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? That one might be more obscure because people forget that he played for Chicago. I mean, Auntie Niemi, obviously. Dominic uh, Hoshik think... actually is an answer for this. Dominic Hoshik, really? Yeah, yeah, Dominic Hoshik is an answer yeah, for this. Played... That's a guy people might forget played for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how obscure it's going to be, but that could be an answer. Nikolai Hobby Bowling could be another one like that. I'm going to check two names real quick, see how they come out on this. One of them is Jeff Hackett, who Jeff Hackett had a couple of years yeah. with a Jeff really Hackett, good could, I think Jeff Hackett's actually a good answer. I, I would put that. And I just want to check one more and see if uh, the esteemed Darren Pang gets up there. I don't uh, think he did. Uh, 891 he just missed when he was with the Blackhawks. Yeah, I was about to say, you played in the 80s. It was harder to get 900. So. Yeah, like uh, John Van Beesburg won with um, uh, a sub-900 save percentage. I would say Jeff Hackett. So we're going with Jeff Hackett? You could go Jocelyn Yeah, he's Jeff Hackett. Jocelyn Tebow would be another yeah, one. Yeah, could go. I, I have to go Jocelyn Tebow then. Jeez. Yeah, I would say Jocelyn Tebow. There he is, Jocelyn Tebow. So, boom, 1%. Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and um, I I said for the Canadians, I uh, used Matthew Garon. That's a great uh, one that you had. Yeah, well, I used. Let's see. Um, I used Pat Jablonski, so that's not gonna. That's not gonna be one. Um, I actually used. Evo would be one that you could use here, but that would be pretty obvious. I would say. Um, price is way too obvious. Everybody's gonna use that one. Um, well, Jose Theodore, I wondered what the percentage was on his. Jose Theodore is probably going to be, I would say, in the 20s or the 30s. Yeah, hi. Yeah. What about, uh, what about Mark? What about Mark Denis? I'm pretty sure he spent the, le- the end of his career in Montreal. He did spend his last two years in Montreal. Uh, how, about, how about Yaroslav Halak? Yaroslav Halak would be on Mark Denis, his last year in Montreal, 857. Save percentage, wow. so that oh, doesn't do it. help with yeah. him. Um, I had a guy. I just had a guy. How about speaking about former goalies? Uh, we'll try. You know, Yaroslav Lock would definitely be on there. Um, here's a name out of the box for you, Anthony. What about Eric Fischo? I and, doubt it. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think it. One year with the Islanders over nine hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't think he had a uh, nine nine hundred save percentage. Nah, eight seventy five. Um, his final year in Montreal. Yeah, no, I I didn't think so either. I I wanted to check that, but. Uh, uh, okay, you want to go with uh, Yaroslav Halak? See if people remember. Uh, Puck uh, Puck had a good one, and Brian Brian Hayward. That would be obscure, but I just looked I it up. He didn't. He didn't. Hold on, he didn't have that. a nine hundred yeah. save percentage. Oh no, Craig Bill didn't play for them. Okay, he was Brian. Brian. Brian Hayward would have been a good one, but he didn't have a. Uh, he didn't have a nine hundred save. I don't remember who Patrick Law's backup was from. And uh, by the way, great 
So saying that you Andre guys had Red, out, Rossico, I don't think would be an answer. A great line you guys yeah. had saying uh, thank you to MLB, uh, sorry, uh, NHL.com. <laughs> uh, sorry, NHL Hockey and NHL PA and NHL 94 for helping me with Puck Doku. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's my thing. I, I know all these obscure names from – NHL ninety, NHL PA ninety three, yeah. <laughs> NHL ninety five, six, seven. Yeah, uh, I, I, I got. You know what? I, I think Mark, Mark, look it up. I think I got an obscure one, and I, because I was thinking of, I was trying to think of Islander goalies who also played for Montreal. The year, the year the Islanders were bad enough to get Tavares, their goaltending duo was Joey McDonald and Jan Denis. I'm pretty sure Jan Denis played for Montreal. All right, let's check it. Uh, Jan Denis is with a Y or a Y A N? Y. Y. Yeah. Hold on. That would be an interesting one if he somehow. Jan Denny. Yeah. Yes. Was... Pretty sure I played for Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. 908 save percentage. Wow. 908. Call. So we got Jan Denis we could put in here. Wow. I got to get two oh in. Oh, my God. Jan Denis is... is like a zero point. Zero point two. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, that's a good one. Dave has been texting me saying Gump Worsley, but Gump Worsley is a good choice. Uh, Gump Worsley. I don't know if Gump Worsley had it had a save percentage that high though back then. I'd have to take a look. Uh, right. Worsley, oh, no, he yeah, he's he well had... over nine hundred. Yeah, he had he a nine twenty-two in sixty-eight. Well um, all right, so Minnesota and Buffalo are, are we, is that one the next one we're going to? Minnesota and Buffalo? Yeah, we'll do Minnesota Buffalo. Okay, yeah. I use yeah, so for Matt. I used uh I used Matt Hackett, oddly enough. So Matt Hackett is off the board too. Goalie. I, just like I use Dominic Moore. And Dominic all right, all so right. for Buffalo and Toronto, you can actually use Dominic Moore. You can use Dominic Moore for a lot. Yeah, um, Dominic Moore. We could you, you actually could use him for Montreal same. and Toronto as well. Yeah. So like Buffalo, Buffalo and Toronto. Um, David saying Jordan Greenway, but that wouldn't really be obscure, being that he's still yeah, playing, and I feel like that would probably be a popular one. Yeah. Um, Buffalo and Buffalo and Minnesota. Let's see. Um, Buffalo and Minnesota. Uh, trying to think of guys to play for the Wild like early on. That would maybe. Yeah, that's what I tried to do too. Um, I was thinking about Tom Curver's career. You, wow, <laughs> that guy was just all over the place. Gartner did not play for Buffalo, and he didn't play for the Minnesota Wild either. So, uh, so David, um, so we have to find. Um, guys that have played for both of these teams now that come together. So, like this one, this square here in the uh, uh, the middle top would be Buffalo and Minnesota. Then the one to the left of it would be Buffalo and Toronto, a player that played for both of those teams. Um, Dave did not play for Buffalo; he played for Minnesota. He had a he actually had one of his twenty goal fifty point seasons for Minnesota. I think it was two thousand three. I remember correctly. So yeah. I think it was before. Yeah. Um, so like, 
like Thomas Thomas Vanek would be one, but that would be pretty. Uh, that would be pretty. That would, uh, that'd be fairly uh, Montreal. Yeah. I'm not sure. People. Oh wait, never mind. He was the Henrik Lundqvist. I, I, you right know what? No, no. You know what? Use Thomas Vanek from Montreal, Minnesota, because I think that one is not as obvious. Because I've used that before in the past for a, a previous one, and it. Okay. And, and, Oh, no, he had an H no, in his name, no I guess. Oh. Yeah, he has the H in it. I got it. Six percent. Six percent. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Thanks to you guys, I hate going into like the the sixes. <laughs> it's like I'll choose it, but I guess I can't believe Ken Dryden got six percent. Uh, I think the one I used for this was JJ Daniel. That, by the way, Basil McCray did not play. He did not play for Buffalo. No. Um, the one that I used for Buffalo, uh, for Montreal and, and Minnesota was JJ Daniel. That was the one that I used. Uh, um, I used, you know, I used, um, I just put somebody else. That was yours. Uh, it was mine. I believe I, I used Jonas Hogland. Yeah. I used Hogland. For what? Montreal and Toronto? Montreal and Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Jonas Hogland. You could do uh you could do Sergey Berezin for uh Montreal and Toronto. That might be a, a lower one. I, I used him for Toronto and Chicago and it got me um, Okay. And uh, Anthony, one of your boys, Chicago versus Minnesota. Sergey Krivokrasov. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yo, actually, yeah. That's actually did you use that one, Mark, for yours? I did not. No, then I didn't use it for mine either. Yeah. Peter Krasov, I didn't use it. Yeah. I remember him in Chicago and Nashville. Yeah, I used Andrew oh, Burnett for Chicago and Minnesota. Andrew, yeah. And how much did that get you? That must. That was my highest one. That was that was six percent. That was five percent. Five percent. All right, that's not even that bad. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Curvers and Gerald Diddick were zero. I'm not sure if Tom Curvers remembers. Gerald Diddick, I remember him in Vancouver. He was on the, the 94 team that went to the finals. Yeah. And played the majors. I remember on those uh, on those Islander teams, kind of like when I first started, you know, uh, watching Yes, hockey David, well, we, are going, we are going purposely going most obscure because there's a uniqueness yeah. that comes up at the end. And the lower yeah. the uniqueness score, the better for um, – the better it is. Yeah, Frank Mahovlich, I feel like that would be a very obvious one. No, no, not necessarily not. A, you know what? That might not be that obvious because of the fact that he's an older name. So there's going to be a lot of recency bias with the people who play this. So that actually could be a name that you could use there. There is but a lot it, of re- recency bias. Um, um, I personally, I would use Dominic Moore for either – Buffalo and Toronto or Toronto and Montreal? Because I'm telling you right now, that's going to be a low, a very low one. Um, we can't use it for Buffalo and Minnesota because I used it there. All right. So we got over here. I'm still, I'm Buffalo still trying to think of, uh, <laughs> still trying to think of a Buffalo, Minnesota. I'm trying to. Uh, I had one. I had one. Earlier. Like, like Jake. Like Jason, Jason, Jason Pominville would be one, but again, that percentage on Pominville might be a little high. Might be higher. I'm not sure of how high. Jordan Greenway would be way too high. 
Jordan yeah. Greenway is way too high. I think already... you probably could get away with Pominville. It's probably going to be somewhere between, I would say, 5 to 10%. Ooh, yeah. this is a good one. Rick Vive for Toronto and Buffalo. I would put Rick that. Rick Vive? Rick Vive, yep. That's yeah, actually. we're going that one. I've Just... used him in the past for a Toronto one. I think I used him for Toronto 40 goal scorer in the past. Rick Vive, 1%. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, Pete, coming in clutch, baby. Um, <laughs> I know I used Tim Connolly for – uh, Chicago, Toronto. Um, I would say Chicago and Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think Dominic Moore might be even qualify for that one too. Did, um, Dan, did Daniel Pi- did Daniel Pia play for Minnesota or only Buffalo? Um, I don't think he played for Min- uh, Minnesota. I think he played for Buffalo and Boston. Uh, okay. Well, he played for Buffalo, Boston, and the Rangers. And the Rangers, and that was it. Yeah. So Dan Pye yeah. is a no-go there. Um, All right. Um, Toronto and Chicago, you could try Steve Thomas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Steve Thomas played for – Steve Thomas, definitely. Steve Thomas, yeah. I, I would I would use that one. Yeah, because – Super cent. Oh, let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Right, the one I used earlier right here was Dave Manson. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, Wayne Rolison. Yeah, Dwayne yeah. Rolison right here. Yeah. Dwayne Rolison. Good call, Ortizzle. Good call. 3%. 3%. All right. That's good. That's good. All yeah, right, what's up, man? We still got one more right here, guys. I, I, I'm going to tell you, Dominic Moore. Go, go, Dominic Moore. There, Dominic I'm Moore. Yep. Uniqueness thirteen. Thirteen. That's pretty good. All right. What was yeah, Dominic Moore's good. percent? Dominic Moore's percent was point zero seven. Oopster. Yeah, so Thomas Vanek kind of hurt us a little bit. That was their only one. Thomas, yeah, Thomas Vanek hurt us. Yeah, and the other, I mean, yeah, that's really it. Ooh, Tomas Plakanich. That could have been a good one. Yeah, he was he was Minnesota and um Montreal. Don Beaupre. Don, Don Beaupre. No, I checked Don Beaupre. Don Beaupre. Don, Don Beaupre, I don't think ever played. Which one are you talking about Don Beaupre for, Steve, survival? Because I don't think Don Beaupre – I know Don Beaupre from the, the Capitals. Uh, uh, yeah, Don yeah, Beaupre. he played for the Capitals. He played for, he played for Minnesota and North Stars. Yeah, the Minnesota North, North Stars yeah. don't fall in line with this because they're not they're not the Wild. That's it would the be it would be Dallas Stars that yeah. would go because it's always with the franchise. Yeah, it's with the franchise. Yeah, but you, you know what though? You know what? Uh, I don't know about that because the other day I used for for the Avalanche for uh, I don't know what it was fifty goals. I used I used Goulet. And obviously, I, Goulet I only played for Nordiques. And it came back up. Nordiques, but it's the same franchise. Yeah, I I used Goulet too. So did I. I've used Goulet several times, and he's a very low answer every time for something that comes up with Colorado and goal yeah. scoring or 100 points. 
I mean, higher than Milan Hayduk. Same so. franchise. So, um, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the same franchise. But uh, yes, we we do hang together in person. I go and visit Mark at his work. That's how I met Mark was through a mutual friend of ours named Lisa. And um, I met Mark at Croker's and Lisa was like, I have this bartender friend of mine who is a huge Ranger fan. And you will, you would hit it off instantly. We did. We've known each other for 10 years now. Um, Anthony and I got introduced through, through a mutual friend that sometimes comments in here who happens to be very much a shit disturber, if you will. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, to say the least. <laughs> But he just put a hilarious guy. But yeah, he's he's quite the fire starter himself. But yeah, Anthony and I met probably about eighteen years ago through him. We started playing hockey like together. Two thousand five, four, right? Five, five, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah we we. Yeah, I I love um, I love put uh this game um, and actually there's another one. Uh, I see Butcher Gross always. T- uh, it's you. You could find it through Hockey Reference. Um, yeah, Hockey Reference has got another one of these. Sorry, I mean sorry. Uh, it's Immaculate Grid. Immaculate it, it, Grid. Yeah. Yes, Immaculate yeah. Grid. Yeah. So it, it's Immaculate yeah. Grid with baseball, and you know it's it, they you, they started it with baseball and Immaculate Grid, and then Puck Doku came out like right after Immaculate Grid came out. Because Jeff Passan was doing these a few months back, and then all of a sudden Puck Doku came out. It's like, oh, Puck Doku, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they these things these things are great as long as you get to know like a lot of guys that played on a lot of different teams. But then again, some of those guys they're popular with certain teams. That's where the hard part is. You got to figure out the combinations. Like um, Mike Sillinger is lower for like I think it's the Islanders in Detroit. Uh, like the, the, again, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. He's been on a million different teams. Same way that people actually remember when Latroy Hawkins was the closer for the Chicago Cubs. Like they'll remember that. And then they don't remember him playing for the Mets and the Yankees. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up this show right here. Uh, Cause obviously we had a great time doing all this. We got a lot of uh, we got we could always we could do Puck Doku all day, but um, I got a uh, oh now we got the dogs already upset. Um, I got I got dinner waiting for me at my girlfriend's, so which is soonly soon soon to be my apartment as well. That's a different story, but uh, guys, great time talking. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of shorts coming from this, a lot of sound bites that we got going. We got. Uh, what is it? Four more weeks until training camps open, guys? Like six, maybe, I'd say. Maybe five. Anthony's still muted. September, <laughs> uh, it usually opens up like September 16th, roughly, around there. 15th, 16th. Yeah. So, and we still got yeah, rookie camps, yeah. too, that are going to be right before that. Traverse City is first weekend I mean, of September. However, NFL, however the, NF, the NFL season is about five weeks from from starting so that's a good thing <laughs> well it depends because uh, everybody wants to tell me how good the Dolphins are going to be I don't believe it guys I don't see it and 
I think the Jets are going to be much improved. I think the Bills could slide a little bit back, but they're going to be good. And you're telling me the New England Patriots are going to be bad again? Nah. And for the Dolphins, it all rests on Tua being good enough. I don't, I don't see that happening. So, yeah. How about, how about you, Ant? Do you think the Bills are going to finally get it done in the playoffs? No time better than now. Every year they're talking about this is the year, this is the year. So. All right. We'll see. And uh, hey, Phil, how about Saquon Barkley basically being offered the same deal with slightly more bonuses? I don't understand. Whoever his agent is should be fired. That's all <laughs> I'm saying regarding that. There's, there's lots of times where your agent should be fired or at least beaten up on the way out, which is the way that I, I've been telling Maria about Brian Cashman. That's the way they should they should not only fire him, it's, it's time for him to go. How Cashman and the entire scouting and developmental team all while get, you're at it will all get fired into the sun out of a cannon and while you're at it the uh, analytics department you know what we need a guy that hits a lot of home runs strikes out and walks oh good job guys you don't have any of them on that team so all right guys thank you very much for joining us yet again and we're gonna have shorts coming out all week looking forward to more breaking news hopefully as soon as possible. And we are working on booking some more guests. So everyone, thank you very much. We will see you all soon.